Welcome to Becoming. This is episode 122, What Setting Boundaries Looks Like, with Jessica Frew. This is a follow-up episode to the previous episode, so I would definitely recommend listening to that first. After recording the episode, I was really just thinking through everything that I learned from Jessica, and I shot her a follow-up question for myself personally, and she was so kind to hop on a call and be able to share this conversation with you guys. So hopefully this helps give you guys some more examples. I was really just wanting some help in knowing what this looks like and how to really implement this once you've figured out what your boundaries are. And so that's what this episode is all about. And it was something that was kind of unplanned. So it's just me and Jessica, but I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Becoming, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. We are your hosts, Tawny Beardall and Erica Peterson. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. I told Tawny that I was going to talk to you and then I was like, I should just record this and we should just throw it up because I feel like it's helpful and... Super helpful. I'll just maybe prep this with letting everybody know that after our conversation, I my wheels were still turning, and then I just shot you an email to kind of ask a follow up. And so my follow up question was just how, like, what does that look like to actually once you've discovered maybe what your boundaries are or something you want to try, how do you let other people know about that? I get this question a lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is the hardest part because that's yeah. why we're afraid to set boundaries is because how we think it's going to impact other people or how we'll be perceived or all of those things that really keeps us from setting the boundary or taking the action. Um, and whenever I go into the conversations about this, I'm like, here's the thing you have to remember ultimately is you can't control how the other person's going to respond, Right. Um, we have zero control over that. And that's something we have to remember. So there are lots of options on how you can set boundaries with the other person, like communicating that. And sometimes that looks like an actual conversation where you're like, Hey, I would really like to talk to you about this. I've been thinking about this a lot. And it, and when you do that, when you're willing to have an actual conversation or you're able to have an actual conversation, I really encourage people to go in and use, you know, like we learned about in fourth, fifth grade, like the I feel statements. Mm -hmm. I am feeling this way. Um, This is kind of how I'd like to proceed. And if you're willing to take their input, you can even state that, like, I'm willing to hear what you feel about that. Or you can say, "I'm, I'm not ready to have a conversation around this. I don't know that I want to talk about this. This is just where I'm at and I need to process this and to try this thing out. Um, And hopefully you can respect that. (laughs) So some of those things are very helpful. So if you're able to have that conversation, go into it with knowing that you're projecting, you're, you're communicating that from how you're feeling and what you're experiencing um, and trying to share that with them. I always tell people to give that other person some grace, right? Like, yeah. this is new for them too. It's something that they're opening their mind up to. And so you have to be understanding that it, it might not be received the way you hoped initially, but sometimes that's just a little bit of time. And then 
they come around. Yeah. And I've seen this happen a lot with my husband and I now as we're navigating what we thought our marriage would look like and my relationship with his kids and my relationship with his ex and what it actually looks like and how as I've gotten more comfortable in setting those boundaries and understanding that the more I pull back, the happier I am and the better his relationship with his kids is that I find more and more things. I'm like, you know what, this is something else I need to let go of and be okay with. And sometimes when I present that to him, it's, it's hard to hear, right? Like, oh, so you don't want to help me in this way, or oh, you don't want to be involved with my kids in this way. Um, But he's been very great about giving me the opportunity to at least try that for both of us to explore how that looks for us and for our family. Um, And that's somebody obviously that's very respectful of my needs and my boundaries. And it, even with somebody who's very respectful and loves you and all those things, it doesn't always go as planned. There are times that it's been like, ended up in a big fight. There's been times that I've communicated it well the first time and that he's been able to hear that in a way that's been effective. Um, But that's not always how it goes. So you can have a conversation and say things. There are other times that I, that I set boundaries or I encourage people to set boundaries where there's no communication had um, because sometimes it just doesn't need to be. Right. Sometimes you can set the boundary and um, and then just <laughs> in like take action on that. So you're the enforcer. Yeah. Of whether or not you do certain things, you don't necessarily need to tell people. Is that yes. kind of what I'm understanding? Yes, a hundred percent. So, like, and and I'm going to use Matt's ex-wife as this example. I have tons of boundaries with that relationship that I have never communicated to her, and most likely never will. Right? Um, they just got enforced, and and I will say things like, if there's something that comes up, I'll be like, I'm not going to engage here. This isn't something I'm going to engage in. So that's a way of setting a boundary without like laying out your reasoning. You don't have to defend it, right? I think often we feel like we have to defend why we're doing it and we don't. You can just simply say, I'm not going to engage in this. I'm done having this conversation. Um, You could say like, this isn't a healthy thing for me. It's not good for my emotional health. So I'm not going to engage. Um, Things like that. There are also boundaries that like you set with yourself. (laughs) You can be aware of in how you set those. Um, And it is more just a personal thing of this is how I'm going to show up from now on. And you don't have to have that conversation. Like we were talking about like engagements with friends or committing to doing things with friends, like you don't have to explain why you're not showing up to a certain thing. Yeah. You don't have to explain that. You just say, Hey, I'm, I'm not available. Maybe we could do this then, or you can set those different things um, along the way, but it's really up to you and kind of how you set that boundary and what feels right for you. And that comes back to knowing and understanding yourself. And it takes work too. And and like trial and error of saying, okay, I'm going to try this this time and see how it goes. Um, sometimes it'll go great. Sometimes it's really hard. I keep seeing this quote on Instagram and I'm like, this is so true. That sometimes when you make the right decision, it still hurts after, right? There's still pain around it or there's still, um, it still feels hard. It still feels whatever to you, but that doesn't mean it wasn't the right decision. That just means that it was real and that there's a lot of emotion around it. Um, So those are some of the things I think of around you know, telling somebody you're going to set the boundary with kids, you know, same thing. Like you can say, Hey, this is something 
I'm not going to do anymore, or this is how we need to start doing this. Um, and I think with kids, it's important to let them kind of talk through it with you just because you want them to feel like they do have some control and some support or some say, um, but that they ultimately don't get the final word. But, but also like you set boundaries with kids. Yeah. There's so many applications to this. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm thinking about like schedules. Like sometimes we let our schedule have no boundaries and that's one area. There's relationships where we have certain things that happen or maybe conversations of topic that you're not comfortable with or whatever. And so there's those. And then the parenting aspect of it, I can imagine that pretty easily. Um, I was just going to ask you maybe if rules that you want to set for your children, if that kind of applies to with boundaries, like maybe sharing with another family, like, you know, this is one of our rules. Cause I actually had this conversation with my sister and she had a situation happen that has never happened before. And so she, she told her child the, the rule and then somehow it, it got to the parent that that was the rule. And then the other parent, right. And, and it wasn't like a, I, I agreed with the rule. I thought it was a good idea, but it was it, the way that the rule was received was like, Oh gosh, this is a little awkward. And she didn't know what to do or how to tell them that, yes, that is our rule. And it wasn't personal. And so I just kind of coached her based on our conversation was to, you don't necessarily have to apologize. You don't have to necessarily make excuses. You can just say, yes, this is one of our family rules. And I, and I, so I was just going to ask, are those, is that another example kind of a boundaries too? A hundred percent. Okay. And I, I approach that with my, like with my daughter, I tell her, first of all, this is the rule. Um, I'm not going to change this rule. If it's one that's like very set in stone, like we don't do sleepovers. Yeah. Um, that's we that's can, one that I was talking about with my yes. sister. Yeah. We can have, I don't mind if like a close friend comes to sleep over here at our home, but we don't do it at other people's houses. And, you know, I, I have these kids, like we have a couple kids that are allowed to come sleep over in our home, but yeah, I don't, it's not allowed the other way. And I said, I'm really sorry, but this is just a rule across the board. And, and if I change it in one spot, then, you know, it, it creates that line of fudging it along the way. And so it's just one that we've set in place. I did say, I'm sorry right there. And it depends on the person, right? Some people I will say, you know, this is why, and, and it's not that I don't trust you. Like some people, I feel like I have to defend or explain and Mm -hmm. other people. I'm like, this is just our rule. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't want to offend people. I don't have to be like you and it doesn't make you a bad person to not have the same boundary I have. It just is, this is what I've set. And it's for me, a lot of those boundaries, it's easier to not make them question them every time they come up. It's very easy. I already know the answer. My kids know the answer. Sometimes you end up needing to make some of those boundaries after something's happened. And that's not very fun either. No. So a lot of times it's like, well, we have to adjust. And if ever I do adjust, then I'll be clear about that. But yeah, that's one really easy example. Some of the harder things are maybe the topics of conversation with certain people or relationship boundaries that can be difficult, but. I had, well, I let my daughter once spend the night at my, my husband's ex-wife's house, like when things were still good. And I felt a ton of pressure on that. And I remember leaving, I left their house and I just felt sick. 
like just sick. I could not get there soon enough in the morning to pick her up. And I said, listen, and she was itty bitty. And I said, listen, I'm sorry, this will never happen again. You can scream, you can beg, you can whatever. I don't care. But this is how I felt after I did that, after I allowed that. And so I can't do it again. And I said, it's not that they're bad people. It's nothing to do with that. It's just that this is how I feel. And I'm going to trust that. And I want you to trust those things too. And it's been interesting. She has never asked me again, (laughs) but it's, and I think too, when we help have our kids or the other person be part of the conversation and understanding, and it doesn't always have to have a reason. Sometimes our feelings are enough. And this is something that makes me really uncomfortable. This type of conversation makes me frustrated. And every time we get into this, it's just something that makes me upset. So I'd prefer not to talk about this topic. Those kinds of yeah. things. Like I say that with politics, like with certain people, I'm like, I just don't want to yes. talk about it. And yeah. it's been a few times that I've had to say that sometimes, but you know, as you actually follow through with those boundaries, then they start to realize they yeah, start to get okay, it. You really don't want to mm-hmm. talk about that. Yeah. And it is kind of like that idea, like, don't be mad Sometimes you can be mad, but (laughs) try to give grace when somebody does push the boundary a second time or a third time, because sometimes they forget and that's genuine. And sometimes they just don't get that you are really firm about it. Um, But if it's something that keeps happening over and over, then that's a red flag of, oh, this person isn't able to respect my boundaries. And then how do I feel about this relationship in general? Like it's something to be very aware of. Um, And something else you brought up is that I was thinking about, you know, you make the decision beforehand. And this is something that as a teenager, I really thought about too, right? Like these are the things I will not do. They are things I do not want to do. And I am just going to put that out there from the beginning. Um, And it saved me a lot of pain and heartache and hard conversations because everybody knew. I mean, I did not hang out with kids that had the same standards as me. And they all knew like, this is when we take Jessica home for the night. This is, <laughs> this is when it's not okay. And all of these things. And, and I love that. They're like, she doesn't care if we do these things. Yeah. All of that. But I think that's also like going back to the teens thing. Such an important thing to remember too, is that if the boundary is set ahead of time and always stuck to, it makes it easier because they know. And it's not like a, you have to justify or explain every time. I love that. That's so perfect. And I, and I think this is really, it really is applicable in, in so many aspects, but I love the teen example because, you know, I actually, as an adult, I felt more peer pressure than I ever did as a teen for certain activities and certain things, because not everybody is necessarily knowing all yeah. of my boundaries because we're adults and we might be at some place. And so I've had more, more pressure yeah. as an adult, but as a teen, similar, even with dates with recreational activities or things like that. It was, and some of those things I had to learn that I needed to be very upfront earlier so that dates didn't go into a direction I didn't want or that I was alone with a guy who I didn't know. And that became extremely uncomfortable for me. So yeah, things like that, I, I recognized pretty early on that made me uncomfortable. I was like, okay, this is, this was not fun. I did not like that. I'm going to make sure that in the future I go on a group date and I make sure I have somebody who's going to be paired up with us. So I don't have to have that situation happen again. So I love that example, but I think that it's applicable in so many ways. 
Yeah. And if you start learning how to set those boundaries when you are a teen, it's it's easier as an adult because we think that, like you were saying, all of the peer pressure happens when we're kids or teens, but then it doesn't. Like it just builds and grows and it's different and it's it's still there. But if you can listen yeah. to that voice, if you can trust yourself and understand yourself and give yourself grace when you end up in those situations you didn't want to be in. That's not your fault. Like those things happen. It's not that you did anything wrong. Um, it's just, you're there now. It's, it happened. Now, what do you take to learn from that? How are you going to learn? How are you going to move forward? What will you do next time to protect yourself, your boundaries? There's a lot of grace that has to be given in boundaries. Yeah. I think that's a really important thing and grace to yourself. Yep. When you don't speak up for yourself, when you don't Mm -hmm. set those boundaries, I mean, with your time, with your relationships, you just have to try a little harder the next time and do your best with what you know how to do. Yeah. I was going to ask you maybe for those who maybe feel like they are lacking in boundaries in so many ways. I know a lot of moms feel like there are a lot of things, especially I feel like with, with scheduling and with just their time and their responsibilities, if they're feeling like they just don't say no to anything, like how can they maybe start to capture that in, in small ways so they can gain some traction? Yeah. So I have a theory and this is like my theory for all things in life. When I feel like it's too overwhelming or there's too much to do or too many ideas, you know, um, pick one little thing, one area, one boundary to enforce and start there. Yeah. Pick one starting point that feels doable uh, and, and keep moving forward from there. So, um, because once you start doing that and you start feeling that peace start coming, then you're like, oh my gosh, I want more of this. Like, and you realize you really can have more of that. And that's the whole point of boundaries is that you get to find more peace and security and calm and joy and all of those things you want. It's not that you're getting rid of everything else, but you, because you have to have, you have to feel all the opposite things too. Um, But you get more of that. You understand how to get there faster and you start to understand why you felt off in the first place, like what wasn't working. So I really encourage people to narrow it down to one little thing. And I have that in that workbook of you go through asking yourself these different questions and then try to narrow it into one thing, one aspect of your life that you want to focus on. And I teach this in my course as well, that it's just like, you got to find one area because when you start working on one area, it just spreads out to all of the other things. So pick one little spot, one thing that you can do. Um, and don't beat yourself up when you don't do it hundred percent. Right. Like just keep trying and keep going. So that's my thing. I always like a couple of days ago, I was super overwhelmed. I knew I wanted to get things done. I knew I wanted to be functioning, but there was so much that I was just like, I don't know where to start. And always when I'm in that mode, I'm just like, just pick one thing that's going to get me out of bed, off the couch, wherever I am and do it and then pick another thing. It doesn't have to be the most important one. It doesn't have to be the best one. It doesn't have to be the one that's going to make the most change or whatever. It just anything that I can do that's doable in that moment, go do it. And then it creates that momentum that we're looking for. Same thing. I love that. Sometimes I think we get boundaries and maybe making other people do certain things because we really, we are only able to control what we are doing, 
what things we are allowing. We cannot control other people, but we can express what we are going to engage in, what we are going to allow and, and, and what barriers we're going to put up that do help keep things within our boundaries. Even when people may, when, when our children are at other people's homes or whatever, you can do your best to help set those boundaries, but, but we cannot control other people. You can express what you want. You can also say, you know what, this, this boundary has been set, but I need to maybe change what I'm doing since I cannot control this other person. So maybe that means that I won't get to spend as much time with them since they don't do the thing that I, I really need or it's too stressful or whatever. Yes. So that's one thing that we need to maybe separate from that is that it doesn't make it so everybody does what you want all the time. It, what, may, what it does is help no. your brain space and your time and your energy be able to be the best possible because people around you know what, to, know what to expect. And that's, I think what the biggest takeaway for me is, is just to try to find those, try to give yourself some space to, to be your best self within your boundaries. So. Yes. A hundred percent. And that's what boundaries come down to is you have zero control over anybody else and what they do, yeah. including your children, including right. like anybody. Um, and so what it is, is creating that space for you to feel your healthiest and happiest and have the most peace within those relationships. And you are going to find relationships that you're like, oh my gosh, why have I been tolerating this? Yeah. Like, why am I here? And some of those are really hard to let go of and walk away from. But honestly, a lot of times when you do that, then you can come back to them yeah. and show up in a way that feels right. Knowing okay, I know these are the things they do. I know this is how they want to engage, but I can put these boundaries up to protect myself from not enjoying this relationship, right? Yeah. I keep thinking of Brene Brown and maybe we brought this up on the podcast, but clarity is kind and unclear is unkind. And it's, it's true with boundaries. When you are clear with yourself and with others about where you stand, it is being kind. And when you are unclear, it's being unkind because you're projecting something that you, you're supposedly okay with and you're not. Right. Um, and that doesn't benefit you or the other person. So, yeah. Well, perfect. Thank you so much for yeah. <laughs> following up with me. I'm like, man, I just feel like there was so much more to kind of delve into the examples is where my heart always lies. I'm like, I need to see this in like five different examples. So thank you so much. Yeah, of course. And I think it's just something that you have to just work on. It's which I was why I went through your workbook and I'm thinking about it and working on it currently. And I was like, this is a process. It is something that you it get is. to think through, see what things feel right and try them out. And then you get to retool it. So mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And it's like anything, you know, you get better and better at it, but that you're never done. Yes. It's never yeah. like, oh, I'm set. All of the boundaries are in place. All the boundaries are perfect. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> um, but you do get to a point where you're like, oh, okay, I feel what's going on. I understand what's going on in me. So now I get to deal with this. I need to sit and process for a week before I address it and all of those things. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, there's a ton to unpack with boundaries and I love it. It's awesome. Yes. Well, I am, I am excited to continue working on the workbook that you made and just continue learning more from you. Cause it's, it's like I said, last time when we discussed, this, this is kind of new to me, but I'm, I'm recognizing that there's 
some areas I have really good boundaries and some areas I just don't. And so I'm, yeah. I'm trying to, to kind of put those in place and trying to be a kind person in, in setting those. And sometimes my, my reactions <laughs> aren't the best when I, when I try to set those. And so I'm trying to be more thoughtful about how I do that because I love the people who I have these things with and I want to make sure that they feel mm -hmm. that I'm not hurting them when I'm trying to do these things. But a lot of times it's just yeah. practice. So, <laughs> and a lot of times it's them taking their own issues and projecting them on the situation mm, yeah. or their own insecurities and projecting them. There are some people that you could say things in the nicest way possible and it will never come across as nice because they're thinking about themselves and about, right. they can't, they're not in a place where they can think mm, about you. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Perfect. it's hard, but it's real. You do the best you can and that's all that matters. No. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me again. I really appreciate yeah, it. Of course. Gab Wireless is our favorite company for providing the perfect first phone for your teen. It has 14 essential apps, looks like a smartphone, has everything they need without all the stuff they don't. To learn more, click on the link in the show notes. When you use our link, it helps support the podcast. So thank you so much.